Welcome to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies. I'm Rebecca Ringley. This is Rin Olson. And this week we watched Kingsman, The Secret Service. This is the original Kingsman from 2015, just for clarification, because there's also one, like a sequel and a prequel from 2019 and then 2021, something like that. So... (laughs) Yeah, this is the first in the series, and I still will never understand why it's King's Man and not King's Men. Yeah, the the mysteries. That's one of the mysteries of this movie, I think. (laughs) One of the many mysteries, I'll say. Um, Before we get into it, we have some exciting news. Rebecca is a guest on a podcast called Not Couple Goals. Yes, by the time you're hearing this, it will have been out for a couple weeks, but we'll link to it again when we release this episode. Um, I had such a fun time chatting with Allie and Tyler about Out of Sight, um, which is a movie I'd never seen before, but it starred uh, George Clooney and J-Lo. Have you seen it? I feel like I have. That combination is really familiar to me, but maybe I just love J-Lo, and so I'm like, anything. Well, you (laughs) might remember there's like a big scene in a trunk. Oh, yes. He's like, she's like an FBI agent. Uh Uh-huh. And he like escapes prison. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Their chemistry is so good in that movie. It is. It was a really fun movie. Uh, Well, I won't like talk about my feelings for it because you should go listen to the the Not Couple Goals podcast. Yes. It's a fun episode and I had so much fun recording with Allie and Tyler. Um, I used to work with Allie and that's how we met. Oh, okay. A couple years ago. And um, she's fantastic, and she's a newlywed, and her husband's so sweet, too. So it was just a fun time. So go listen to that podcast. If you like our podcast, you'll love theirs, Not Couple Goals, on the Breakcast podcast feed. And how else has your week been? It's been really good. I just pulled off a massive, um, elaborate, fancy adult dinner party. It was very beautiful. Can confirm. I was there. (laughs) It was really fun. Rin helped me get set up and uh, make sure everything was beautiful. And it was great. We had 10 people total and made a lot of food and did a beautiful tablescape and lighting. Um, and it was really, really fun. I also tried on fake eyelashes for the first time. And those were a success. Yeah, they looked really, really great. Some people didn't think I was wearing fake eyelashes. Which I think is really the mark of, of anything. Yeah, yeah, I was blown away. Um, so it was just a great time and I, my apartment is recovering. <laughs> I'm recovering today, but it was a blast, a big success. And thank you for your help. Oh, of course. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great fun. I love a good dinner party. It's something that I am, was really, like, I really missed during the pandemic. Fun fact about me is that I really like cloth napkins, like real napkins. And I'm a big sucker for an actual table, like yeah. sitting down. I don't know. There's something that I just, that makes my heart so happy. And so getting right. to sit down with people and share food and like have cloth napkins at a table with like yeah. tablecloths and settings and water glasses and wine glasses. And then everybody's dressed up. It just, it's yeah. so fun. Everyone dressed up, which is great. Yes. I said cocktail attire and everyone came looking beautiful. Yeah. It was really fun. So fun. So it's been a busy week. How about you? Um, how has your week been? Yes. So I had your dinner party, which was super fun. And in the great tradition of all sewists, I decided the day or two before to make something for it. So I made a skirt. When I first started sewing, I really wanted to make circle skirts, like kind of the 50s style. Not like super traditional 50s style, but like just sort of that sort of seal. Just trad Yeah. No, no, not trad But I made one for your party and it was, Mm -hmm. that was really It was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, it's just, 
it's fun. But of course I was like finishing it like on the wire. But other than that, I'm about a week and a half from moving, like moving all my things out. And so I'm having a lot of feelings about that. Yeah. And trying to balance that with work. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. I just don't know how how I can be expected to work at this time. Yeah. Um, I say that jokingly, obviously. But yeah, and then it's it's just really interesting to because Rebecca and I have been walking in the mornings, mm-hmm. I'm really, really noticing the the light change a lot more. And we just had yeah. lots of daylight savings and it got dark at like four forty five. You know what? I bet that's the reason it feels different this year. Because we were talking about it and this is like the worst time of year in New York because it's dark at four forty five, like from now yeah. through pretty much May or not May, March. Yeah. And I, I just thought of it, though. I think the reason it feels different this year and worse this year for you is that we've been walking every day in the morning, so we're just more aware of, like, sunlight and when we have it, maybe. Yeah. But we're going to go see Black Panther <gasps> this week, which will be so fun. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going on um, premiere night on Thursday. It's going to be... with our friend Lindsay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so fun. It's so good. So, yeah. That's kind of been my week. What did you think about this movie? I loved it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I okay. thought it was stupid and silly. Very silly. Um, parts of it didn't work. Parts of it were really out there. Some of the jokes, especially uh, perhaps the movie ending joke, except for the little epilogue, I thought was wild and out of place. But I, I had a fun time overall. I thought it was silly and funny and and good fun. What did you think? Yeah, I really liked it. Mostly the the ending really upset me. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it ended, the same thing. Yeah. It just ended on that note that was so out of left field and it, so out of character. It was out of character guy. and it felt like really out in the wrong movie. Yeah. It felt it's it just like something out of a hard R movie. Yeah. It really disturbed me or distressed me, I think. Um, and then there were a couple of scenes that I just thought, well, a couple of scenes didn't work and a couple of scenes just like were straight up upsetting to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, between, between those parts, um, it was fun, and I thought that Taron Edgerton, who is, plays the lead, okay. is so charming and, like, so fun to watch. He's fun, yeah. Especially by the end. In the beginning, I was like, I don't connect with you at all. Yeah. He looks like the kid in Fast and Furious 3. Oh, he does, yeah. With the bad accent. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was more charming than that. Um, by the end, he was. By the yeah. end, he charmed me. Yeah, it is It is silly, and it's dumb. And with the exception of... I, I mean, I had fun. It was just, like... A couple of those scenes where I was like, oh, yeah, I don't watch. I don't watch that. I mean, this movie is the victim of one really terrible, distasteful joke at the end mm-hmm. that doesn't land, and it does kind of color things for me. Yeah, and they also drop a couple of, of slurs in there too. Well, that was in the hate group scene. Yeah, I still could have done without that. Like, mm-hmm. I get it; it's a hate group. I know what they're saying. I don't need to mm-hmm. hear it repeated twice. That's a fair point. I think it could have been said once. To get the point across that these are like monstrous people, so then when we see what happens to them happen, it's not a shooting in a church scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you understand why Samuel L. Jackson chose that group to test this weapon on. So I, I needed it once to understand that these are really bad people, not just like misguided people at a church. But yeah, I think I could have done without it twice. But aren't they misguided people at a church? Aren't they just like so, so horrifically misguided? Sure. Yeah. I you mean, know? yeah, you could still make that argument. Yeah. But then again, his whole plan was to kill everyone anyway. So, right, right. So, <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start <laughs> with this. Um, so, we open with a TV mature warning. 
Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was part of my 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 viewing experience. Did you did yours get um, anything bleeped or no? Mm-mm. Me either. Yeah, no. So maybe that's why. But we start in somewhere in the Middle East. In yeah, they just said, they just said Middle East. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, that's not a great start either. No, it's it like, wasn't. Mm, and then there's an interrogation scene and the person being interrogated is like not going to give up the name. And the person doing the interrogator is like, I'm going to catch him. Then I'm going to shoot you. But he shoots. Who Colin Firth. Yeah. It's... Colin Firth. Um, who does anybody not love Colin Firth? <laughs> Except for maybe in the scene, but he, so he shoots him on three and then doesn't realize that this man has like an explosive. And so the whole team is about to be blown up at this other Kingsman. The rookie. The rookie, yeah. Um, I literally wrote, like, is this the rookie feds? Like, it's like <laughs> somebody who's like, it looks like he's in his, he's like 45 or older. He's like, I'm almost done with my training, sir. I guess I'll sacrifice myself <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> what? So he jumps on top of this, uh, um, you know, this bomb and saves everyone. And then we cut to it's Christmas and Colin Firth is talking to this very distressed woman who you know why her husband is dead and she's like i don't want i don't want your stupid little medal i just want my husband back well he says like the medal there's a phone number on the back um and you call it if you need anything and you say this like code phrase yeah and so then he gives it to the kid who's like obsessed with snow globes there's like 40 snow globes in the room i thought they would come back i thought he'd be like my special snow globe when i was a boy or like secret message inside from my dad yeah i did too but that doesn't come back It, it doesn't happen um, also, this child's name is is Gary, but they but call he goes him by Eggy. Eggsy. Well, Eggy or Eggsy. The the boys call him Eggy, and I right. like that better. I don't understand. Eggy or Eggsy. Eggsy. I don't understand why. It's yeah. not clear. So then we skip to Argentina, and it's like a convention of bad guys who are all bald. Yeah, everyone was bald. Yeah, I know that too. And it's Mark Hamill, and he's some professor, and he's being held kidnapped. This is seventeen years later. And was it Colin Firth? No, like another one of the Kingsmen barges yeah. in. Shoots everyone like completely silently and bloodlessly. Mm-hmm. But does it with a lot of flair. Yes, all the flair. And it's like very he, like, much. He grabs a, a bourbon at the same time. Yes. And then there's another knock at the door. And this is where I remembered that I have actually started this movie before. Oh. Um, but I stopped here because this was my in my pre-John Wick days and I thought I was too violent. Oh, meanwhile, I didn't think that scene was violent at all anymore. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Now I'm like, you oh, read- he got sliced in half. Eh, there's no blood. Oh, yeah, we didn't even say that part. So, yeah, yeah, there's this whole fight. And then then all of a sudden, the Kingsman is bisected. Yeah. Like right down the middle. And his body like peels away like two pieces of paper. Very cleanly. And um, this woman with metal feet, but but also her feet are knives. Yep. And um, sliced them, I guess, with her foot. Yeah. We don't even really see that part. We a just... really cutting kick. Yeah, we don't see that at all. Anyway, Samuel L. Jackson is outside, it turns out, with a strange lisp the entire movie. Oh, yeah. But he's having fun. He's having a lot of he fun. He was fun. I thought he was fabulous. Yeah, he was a great villain. Yeah, he was so fun. And um, he's like the big boss. It is hard, though, because his whole thing is that, like, he's a climate change activist and is like, trying to spread the word about climate change. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on your side. Like, <laughs> we have to do something about it. But it's later revealed that he's got... Well, like, he's also an evil, you know, billionaire mag- Chuck- Mag-Lo- yeah. Mag-Lo- like they Like, they called him. Yeah. You know? And I really appreciate that about this movie, that several times they called out what was happening. It was like... Yes. It was, it was very, very Yeah. It was very self-referential. 
Yeah, but I really enjoyed Samuel L. Jackson. I thought he was fantastic. I like so many times in the movie, I really appreciated him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a key scene later I want to get into, but not until we get there. But I really loved his character, and I loved um, the shift that I, I had never seen from a movie like this. But before we get there, basically the bad, uh, the bad guy boss Samuel L. Jackson and Mark Hamill talk, and then we go right to seeing uh, Colin Firth showing up to. The Kingsman headquarters store, Taylor store. It's like a, but it looks like a Brooks Brothers. It does. Yeah. It's exactly like a, a like a high-end Brooks Brothers. Like, like their flagship store in, in Manhattan, like in Midtown. It's really pretty with like a bar in it. Mm. It looked like that. Yeah. Maybe it's really a Kingsman. It probably is. HQ. Must be. It has like a fancy upstairs with like big dining rooms. And they do a, a hologram dining table meeting with the other Kingsmen, all named after knights. Yep. We've got Arthur and Lancelot. Merlin. Merlin. Galahad. I guess Lancelot was the one who got bisected. Yeah. Colin Firth is Galahad. But they basically start introducing the background that we need about our villain. Yes. And they mentioned bioweapons. And I'm like, oh, not again. Another virus. Another bioweapon. But thankfully, we don't do that. Thankfully, it's something else, which Mm -hmm. is fun. But basically, it's funny. When they're talking about Mark Hamill's character, the climate change activist, or the professor, they describe what his theory is, which is that the Earth will heal itself. And I'm like, that sounds alt-right to me. Yeah. Like, don't do anything. Like... Right. Well, it sounds like almost like manifest destiny or something like that. What do you mean by that? Oh, I mean, like the best thing we can do is keep doing what we're doing because the mm. earth knows best and right. it will heal itself. Right. Like we have to take no accountability and change nothing. Yeah. 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 That's why. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think this guy is a climate change act, like scientist. But now we're, we changed locations and now we're with the kid at the dead Kingsman dad. Yeah. He's wearing the medal around his neck mm-hmm. and he's a punk. He is a punk. But his mom has remarried this also grown-up punk. Yeah, this abusive gangster guy. Yeah. And we, we get a nice introduction to Eggsy where we see him, like, really care for his little sibling. and Well, yeah, and, and clearly his mom is in an abusive relationship. Yeah. And they're very poor and very sad. Mm-hmm. And when he had them, he was holding the medal, I'm like, oh, I hope it's magical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's a rowdy teen. Yes. And he steals a car with his friends and drives it backwards in a police chase. Yeah. But he's getting picked on by, like, the, the stepda- stepdad's, like, gang. Son and gang. Yeah. yeah. But he also stole their car. He did steal their car. That was probably not the smartest thing to do. Yeah, he's a rowdy team. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he gets um, in police custody. Did you note who the police officer was? No. It's the villain from Hurricane Heist. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. I was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He looks a little bit familiar to me too, but I didn't place that. Basically, he uses his phone call to call the number on the back of the coin, which was just the date of his dad's death. I know. I don't know how that works, but okay. It's not even enough numbers, but okay. Because <laughs> it's only six numbers. Yeah. But in any case, he calls, and then a woman answers. Anyway. He's been instructed to give a very specific code sentence, which is Oxford's not Brogues. And Colin Frith shows up to bust him out of uh Yeah, then he makes a call, basically, and he's released. Yeah. I wrote, Daddy Colin is here. <laughs> I wrote, Colin Frith is so cool. Then we also find out his name, and I thought this was Eggie's name, but it's Colin Firth's name. 
Harry Hart. Yes. Ugh, what a name. Sounds like a spy name. It does. It's a little nasty. Why? Harry Hart. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, Eggsy's name is Gary. Oh, yeah. Well, he's just Eggy to me. <laughs> anyway, Colin Firth picks him up, takes him back to a bar, I guess. But it's also the bar where the gangsters hang out. Yeah. There's only one bar. And the gangsters come. They're like, we're going to beat you up for stealing the car. This is one of my favorite action movie tropes where it's like the kind of calm, debonair, like like breezy pre-setup for the fight where he's going to destroy everyone. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, it. you're right. We see this quite often. Because um, he's just like, whatever. Like, let me finish my beer. Yeah, I'll leave. But yeah. And they're like, no, you should get out of here. And then he, he stands up and he locks the doors and he says, manners maketh man. And he looks so like dapper in his suit. And then he uses his umbrella to like shove a glass and break someone's face open with that. Yeah, he gets real violent real quick. He gets violent. Well, he wants to defend the kid too. Yeah, yeah. He was playing it the whole time, I think. Oh, absolutely. And he's like, are we going to fight? Yeah. Or are you just going to stare at me because I just, you know, smashed a glass into this guy's face? Anyway, they have a big fight. He has like magic tools too. He has like <laughs> I wrote magic tech also. Yeah, magic metal electrifying handcuff. He does. Mm-hmm. Um, his umbrella is a super high tech weapon. It's also bolt. We learn later it's bulletproof. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shoots the bartender with amnesia. Right, that he can set on his watch. <laughs> so silly. And we find out a little bit more context. We find out that Samuel L. Jackson is a billionaire, a la Elon Musk. Who Even all- though he does name check Elon Musk later. Yeah, he does. But he's like an Elon Musk type. And there's a movie about him that's like getting great reviews. And then they also say on the news, Iggy Azalea is missing. Right. Oh, and she never gets found. <laughs> I know. I just thought, oh, this is something so of its time, too. Yeah. Like, but I guess, I suppose she's in that bunker. Yeah. Like, I think he's kidnapped her. Right. But she, but she doesn't found. get found. I know. I wonder, Do you think maybe there was a scene that was supposed to reveal her? Pro- maybe. I don't know. But why not cut it out of that moment, then, if they don't get her on the movie? I don't know. You know? Yeah. In any case. Um, oh, yeah. They, during the sit-down, Colin Firth was like, you know, you used to be a good kid. You used to have good grades. You used to be a star acrobat. <laughs> yeah, and then gymnastics. Like, like, then, yeah, star gymnast. Then he started doing drugs and hanging out with the wrong people and your grades fell. He's like, well, like, I have a pretty fucked up life. Yeah, like, I'm not a like... lot of money. He's like, well, it doesn't mean, you know, you don't have to have money to be a gentleman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they also, we learned that he joined the Marines and yeah in any case i i remember the acrobat thing because the the goons come to get him at his apartment and the acrobats he like parkours <laughs> his way out yeah <laughs> like oh right they said he was an acrobat so like it's okay yeah but colin Firth also puts like a little not a tracking device but a, a microphone on his back um when they part ways and so when Eggsy goes back to his apartment and his stepdad is like i'm gonna beat you up because you you got this car Colin Firth can, like, broadcast in the apartment. You know, I've got your records, stepdad. I'll, like, release them to the police. Right. Um, and then he's like, Eggsy, you can meet me at this tailoring shop that I told you about. And so then he goes to leave, and that's when all the goons are like, we're going right, to track me down. That's when he parkours out of there. Yeah. So they go to Brooks Brothers. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sort of writing, like, man, they drink a lot. They drink a lot in this movie. Oh, with, like, the all the whiskey Yeah. And- Sure, yeah, it's a gentleman's drink. Like, I think that's it. And I was like, is this like, is it because they're British? Is it? 
Um, oh, and I love this moment. Colin Firth is like, so have you seen like Sliding Doors? Like, no. <laughs> that was funny. Like, have you seen like some other movie? He's like, no. Oh, Nikita. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. He's like, have you seen Pretty Woman? He's <laughs> like, no. Right. He's like, oh, I'm going to like make you over. And he's like, oh, like My Fair Lady? <laughs> he's like, yes. <laughs> Just like that. I'll make you upper class. <laughs> One of the things that I thought was so funny in this scene also, um, Colin Firth is like, or no, um, Eggsy is basically like, I have never been to a tailor, but I know you are not one. And I really thought Colin Firth was going to be like, my colleagues and I are tailors of history. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but they didn't say that. They didn't say that line. But I really liked it. Yeah, it would have been great. But they get, they they go into a secret elevator in the Brooks Brothers store. Yeah. They go all the way down with some yeah. kind of wonky CGI in there. Yeah. Or like, um, and then they get on a private rapid rapid train. Yeah, and he gets to see this huge airplane hangar upon airplane hangar upon airplane Which, hangar with airplanes in it. And yeah. Vehicles. And the outside is basically Pemberley from the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm pretty sure it's that location, so I kept on being like, oh, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> it also looks like the X-Men mansion. Yes, it does. X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, Converth explains that they're an independent international intelligence agency separate from the government. And he says, we're the new knights. Yeah, it's kind of like Tom Cruise's, what is it? What is his uh, organization in Mission Impossible? Oh. I always forget that name. I don't remember. ARC, IRC, A3K. I don't don't remember. Okay, well, it's basically that, but British. Yeah, it's their own thing. Well, they're the new knights. It's different. Right, of course. Um, They have their own subway and their own mansion. Oh, and then basically Colin Firth shuffles him into like, x-men first class right <laughs> i also wrote to like this is hunger games yes yeah exactly but it's, it's like hunger games slash x-men preppiest prep school kids oh, it's, it's for adults yeah. you've ever seen elite kids you yeah know? it's like a handful oh. we only ever meet like elite white children <laughs> we only ever meet like five of them oh yeah. they're all white i think they correct that in the other movies oh good because this movie is like <laughs> but everyone's white except yeah. for samuel L. jackson but yeah he meets the other kids and each of them is given a body bag, and it's very dramatic. It's like, you write your name on it, and that's how serious we are. All the guys are mean, but the girls are nice to him. Yeah, the girls are nice. He and Roxy become, like, friends, basically. Who's the girl mm-hmm. who makes it? And then they, um, we see that they sewed Lancelot back up. Oh, yeah. And then we, we get some more backstory with Samuel L. Jackson's character, who says he wanted to stop climate change. And he threw a lot of money at it, but nothing was working. So he has come up with a different idea. And then that's revealed later what that is. And he's telling the U.S. president about his climate change solution. Yeah, who is clearly meant to be like Obama. He thought so. I didn't think the voice sounded like Obama. Oh, I thought the voice was very specifically meant to be Obama. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. Mm, okay. And the next thing we see is the, the teens in the Hunger Game room. Hunger Game, like uh, like the second one, like when they're all training with the All-Stars version. Mm-hmm. They're in this bunk room, and all of a sudden the bunks are filled with rapidly rising water. That was very quick. That was scary, too. The water is rising so fast, and they hold their breath for so long. They hold their breath for such a long time. But basically, so that like it goes all the way up, and, and Roxy and one of the other boys is shower, shower noddle, nozzles or shower tubes or something like that. It's incomprehensible. It's two words where I was like, I don't get what's happening. Yeah. Um, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Um, but Eggsy is like, why don't we just open the door? So he, he can't open the door. But what they were doing basically is they, they were taking the, like the, 
the yeah. tubes from the shower and yeah finding a way to breathe but Exy learn figures out that it's two-way like a two-way mirror or two-way yeah. glass and he breaks two-way it mirror. yeah two-way mirror and he breaks it yeah he basically he comes up with a creative solution to get them out everyone yeah. else comes up with the solution to breathe yeah yeah um and then they break out and then it's like you guys failed because you didn't have teamwork and you let a girl die and then it's the other girl <laughs> it was the other girl. is dead and i was like yep. oh shit I know. I liked that, though. I'm like, okay, they're willing to kill some of these kids. Yeah. Like, this movie has stakes. That's really fun. So then we have, like, another little mini scene with the villains. But what's most important in this film is that we see a girl die. And then the next thing we see pretty much is, pick your puppy! (laughs) I know. I was like, pick your puppy. puppy better die. It was, they have all these cute little puppies. It's literally, they're like, pick your puppy. And there's a puppy of each breed. And they're all in these cute little crates, all stacked up in a little pyramid. And it's like, pick whichever puppy you want, and that's going to be your puppy. And I I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I was like, this movie was made for me. I know. And so Roxy gets the poodle. And Eggsy uh, thinks that a sweet little pug puppy is going to grow up to be a big bulldog. He's so dumb. It was so cute. It was really and cute. And they're like, as you train your puppies to be good dogs, like you too will get trained. Like, yeah. Oh, I love that they get puppies. I can't believe it. And it's, But just the juxtaposition, like, we're going to kill off one of the kids. Pick your puppy. I know. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, okay, I'm so in. This movie's hilarious. Yeah. This movie's having the most fun. Oh, absolutely. Now, which puppy would you pick? There's like a King Charles Cavalier. There's like like a German Shepherd puppy. There are all kinds of little puppies. They're all so cute. I probably would not go for the pug. The King Charles are so cute. Yeah. Poodles are very sweet. I would pick the poodle because they're yeah. the smartest. Yeah. And if you want like a... And German Shepherds are very cute and can be trained well, but they actually do scare me a lot. Well, so, but they need them for that. Yeah. But probably, yeah, probably the poodle. I would pick the Plus there's a little schnauzer. Then you would pick a schnauzer. No, I'd still pick the poodle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I loved it. Like, they let a woman die and then they hand out puppies. Um, and then and he gets a grumpy little pug. He's getting bullied at school, but he doesn't interact. He like, doesn't fight back and he sleeps with his little pug. Yeah, and the, he was told, like, there's this very cute scene where they're all running with their dogs, and the pug oh, puppy yeah. doesn't want to go, and he's, like, tugging at it, and he's like, come on, let's go, you're going to make me look bad, let's go. And the pug is like, Arr. Yeah, the pug's so, like, I'm not moving. Um, and they're so, not supposed to pick up the dogs, but yeah. he, instead he puts it in his shirt, and he runs yeah. it, and it bounces along. I just thought it was a really sweet way of showing this character's sweetness. Yeah, like, it was adorable. Nice person. It was very cute. Um, meanwhile... <laughs> Colin Firth has gone to go see Mark Hamill and talk about some exciting developments and see what's happening. Yeah, he talks to Mark Hamill. That did happen before the puppies. It did happen, but I'm just really was so Mark is like, I can't tell you the name. I can't tell you the name of the the person. And Colin Firth is like, you have to tell me the name. Mm -hmm. And then Mark Hamill explodes. I just wrote like, again, dude, Colin Firth. Again, you like yeah. missed all the signs. And Colin Firth's in the hospital for a while. Yeah. And we saw that time passing because his hair grows out. And the puppies grow up. Yeah. Anyway, we also see that Samuel L. Jackson has kidnapped a princess and a prime minister. Mm-hmm. Like, they basically, the princess is like, I don't like your idea. We still don't know the idea yet, but she's like, I don't like it. And the prime minister is like, I do like it. I love I'm it. I'm in. And the princess is like, I don't like this. This is, this is wrong. So they take her away. And another one of my favorite lines in the movie, Samuel Jackson says to the Prime Minister, don't worry, no harm will come to the princess. And then he says, 
I'm a Republican anyway, so it doesn't really matter with a big smile. Yeah, like, yeah this movie is fun. <laughs> Don't change out your SIM card. We'll be right back. And we're back. So then we discover that Samuel L. Jackson is putting chips in everyone. Yeah. Which we don't know what that is. What we know that's to. right. We know that's why the professor blew up at least. Yes. Yeah. It was a remote control thing. And... This is where I wrote down why are all the Kingsmen white? <laughs> and then he, you know, Aggie looks like a dork in his jumpsuit. Oh He's yeah. Wearing like a cute little tailored like looks like a Gucci jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, they look like a dork. And then he oh, and he has a really bad haircut now. Mm, I didn't notice that, but oh yeah, he had a terrible haircut in the middle part of the movie. <laughs> a dork. Oh dear. But now they have to go jump out of um, the plane. Yeah, they mentioned, too, there's lots of VIPs missing, just like Iggy Azalea. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> That's right, they have to jump out of the plane, so there's a skydiving sequence. Yes. So we learn a couple things. One, I learned that it is a common trip in action movies that you can flip midair. Oh, and you can do all kinds of, like, I holding hands and diving towards people. Yeah, like, are you swimming through air? How yes. does this work? How does gravity work? Somebody explained it to me, like... I don't understand, because apparently I don't. I think we don't understand. Um, but we learned that Roxy is a fear of flying, or sorry, a fear of heights, and um, that they have to stay under radar and try and get in the target Yeah. if they want to win. But midair, they're like feeling really great about themselves. They're all having fun. And midair, Merlin lets them know one of them doesn't have a parachute. So um, one of the guys like freaks out and abandons ship or like, you know, bails and pulls his parachute because he has it. And then Eggsy is like, okay, everybody like, We'll like pair up, we'll go in a circle, and we'll, you know, we'll yeah. go and see. Um, basically, what happens is it turns out that like everyone has a parachute but him, but he doesn't pull it, pull his because he trusts that Merlin, you know, told them the truth. But they get down to the bottom of, he and Roxy get down to the target, they land in the target, and he has a, like a fight with Merlin. And Merlin's like, you need to get that ship off your shoulder about like being the, the, the poor kid, basically. Oh, because he, yeah, because he threw a fit and he's like, you're going to kill off the poor kid. Yeah. But it turns out that the parachute was in his all along as well. Merlin was just lying to them. Right. Which, which starts a theme mm-hmm. which you should connect the dots with. But yeah. <laughs> but he also, the way he landed him, like he would break both of his legs like that. Oh yeah. They were going so fast. It yeah. Was they like, only let the parachute go like at 50 feet, they said. Oh, I thought it was like 300. Maybe but yeah. like 500 feet or something. But that's still nothing. It wasn't enough. So now Colin Firth is out of the hospital and they've like arranged the a fake identity for him as a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And he's going to meet with Samuel L. Jackson and Samuel L. Jackson will want to kidnap him is the idea, I, I suppose. Yeah. And so Samuel L. Jackson's like, oh, no, I'm so excited to meet you. I canceled the whole gala. I just had dinner with just you, a billionaire. And Colin Firth is like, yes, I am a billionaire. And it was from property. And my family is rich, too. And Samuel Jackson's like, cool. I thought I knew all the billionaires, but cool. Let's go sit down to dinner. <laughs> and then they do. And he's like, I got something really special. Like, it's going to be a bomb or it's going to be something. Um, but it's McDonald's. Yeah. I was like, oh, McDonald's sponsorship. That's nice. I do remember I do remember when this came out, there was like a McDonald's tie-in. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was like a Kingsman meal. That makes sense. I mean, it's front and center. It's in oh, the script. Like, and they're like, I like the bacon cheeseburger. Right. I like a Big Mac. Well, I really like the fries with it. Like, they do say it. Anything too seriously. It's really funny. And it really stood out to me because, like, I watched this with commercials. Yeah. And the commercials were all for, like, Burger King or Wendy's or something. And they were singing songs about, like, hamburgers and chicken nuggets and stuff. Oh, that's When it cuts the commercial, I'm like, oh, 
that's right. There was a Kingsman meal or something like that. There's some kind of tie-in, I remember. Yeah. And of course, that's why they're talking about the hamburgers. But I also thought, was he trying to be like a Trump figure? Because, you know, Trump only eats right, McDonald's. Right. Yeah. They serve that famously. All right, I remember that. In any case, this is a silly scene. And I loved it. It was silly. It was ridiculous. And this is where it gets really meta, where they're talking about I their loved favorite it. action movies as kids. And... Right, they're talking about James Bond, and they're talking about, like, like loving these spy movies. Because mm-hmm. Daniel Jackson's like, do you like spy movies? And then Colin Firth is like, okay, he knows who I am. Yeah. Um, but it just gets very silly, and he's like, yeah, I always like the gentleman spy. <laughs> and um, and Tom Brick goes, you know, I always liked the the colorful villain me- megalomaniac. I always thought I'd be grabbed to be him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just like kind of flirt. It's cute. Yeah, they're having fun and, and they're, they're being like, silly. Just having fun. Like just sort of toying with each other. Yeah. And Colin Firth leaves and they know exactly who he is and they have all his information. They're like, okay, now we know what the King's men look like. Yeah. Uh, and also um, Samuel L. Jackson has put a nano tracker in his wine, mm-hmm. which I guess is like a microplastic. Like mm-hmm. a, it's like an, in his bloodstream now, but it's, it's like so tiny. Um, oh, but... I guess. Yeah. This is where we start to see the plan coming out mm-hmm. where um, the next day Samuel L. Jackson announces that he's giving out free SIM cards to everyone. And so this would feel a little dated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it was just like you know, free internet, free phone, free data forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to give these out like because I'm a, a benevolent billionaire. Yes. And everyone's like, yay, so amazing. Waiting in line. And so then everyone gets them. We see specifically that um, Eggie's mom gets one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this obviously like going to track everybody or something. Yeah, it's some you, you nefarious know purpose. Um, you see the doggies are, like, growing up and well-trained. They're so cute. The pug didn't grow at all. It's still a puppy. Yeah, it's still a little baby. And then then it's the top three, because I guess everyone else is getting eliminated. I don't know. I don't remember the the name in the movie, but the actor playing him reminded me a little bit of, like, a young Prince Charles. So I just thought of him as Charles, like the prep school kid. Yeah. And then we have Roxy, and then we have Eggsy. Yeah, Eggy. It's easier to be called Eggsy. Well, I just thought of him as Eggsy, so I'm going to call him Eggsy. Well, the boys called him Eggy. As Yeah, it's like a taunt. Yes, and it's adorable. And it sounds too much like Roxy if it's Eggsy. Eggy. Yeah. In any case, there's the top three, and they're asked to like seduce someone. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because like the way that Merlin, like their, you know, their teacher. Oh, yeah. The way he said to them, he's like, I want you to like get to know her in like the biblical sense or something. That's weird. That's a weird thing to say. It's a and weird thing to like push on anybody. And obviously that doesn't happen, which is great. Like, they yes. Don't, yeah. No one gets anywhere close to that. Basically, it's, they'd all try their different approaches to just, like befriend or seduce this woman at a bar. Roxy's doing the best at it. I thought, yeah. At first I didn't, re- I didn't recognize her with her hair like that, like and looking like different. Mm-hmm. I thought she was just this woman's friend. I kind of like cock blocking. I kind of thought she was like she'd gone brunette during the time because I thought she started out as a blonde. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Yeah, it feels I didn't, like she re- might I didn't recognize her. her. I didn't recognize her at all. But then you see, like, oh, it's a last test. Yes. So their wine is spiked. Yes, and they're all like dragged out of there, basically like put on some train, like very like old school um, villain villain move. They're tied to train tracks. And I didn't understand this little bit of technology or magic or whatever this was. Maybe you can help me understand. But a different man is like, 
tell me about the king's men. Who are the king's men? Tell me your secrets. Mm -hmm. And we see our eggsy, eggy, laying there. And he's like, I won't tell. And then the train comes, but he's like pulled down into some like chamber and not killed. It's like a, yeah, it's like just like a a like a drop thing. Yeah. Like a drop floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little elevator. Yeah. But then when he comes back up, it's um, Colin Firth. Mm hmm. So the, was he wearing a mask of that other man? Did the other man run away? I think that other man ran away to like go. Who was do. the other man? Maybe another Kingsman man. Then why why not have them both standing there then? I don't know. That was strange. Maybe he had to go to his other set to go do Roxy and then go do Charles. Yeah, but it was weird. You'd think you'd be like, I was I was fake. Yeah, I'm on your team, kid. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was strange. Anyway. We find out that they haven't, they run this test on, they ran this test on Roxy, she passed. Then they run it on uh, the the shitty prep kid and he fails immediately. Yeah, he's like, he's... yeah, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Mm-hmm. And so then he gets kicked out. And it's just um, him and Roxy. And then Colin Firth leads him to his office where he kind of gives us sort of like the old guard speech, which is like all these newspapers that have like trite news represent a moment where I changed the course of history. Right. Where I saved the world. No one reported it. Yeah. And he says a gentleman's name should appear three times in print on the day of his birth, the day he gets married and the day he dies. Yeah. And Eggsy's like, I'm not a gentleman. And that's where we get the speech again about like, it's not what, you know, what kind of money you were born into. It's who you are, how you act in the world. Right, and it's being polite, and it's, you know, or, like, being a gentleman lessons. It's, like, all yeah. these things. Being polite while you murder people. Yeah. But now it's time to get a suit. A bespoke suit. Yes, from Brooks Brothers. And so they go to the fitting rooms, and uh, one of the fitting rooms, it's just, like, the, um, the Hitman stores in John Wick. Yeah. So, basically... One of the fitting rooms is all weapons and nice shoes. I don't know why it's shoes plus weapons, but... Because uh, they've got the secret knife in oh, the yeah. shoes. But it's all like... It's literally like James Bond gadgets in there. Yes. This, you know, this lighter actually is a bomb. And this thing is a bat. Mm-hmm. And the shoes has a knife with poison. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he said, how would you greet a, a German dignitary? Oh, and the kid Miles Hitler, no. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah, he's like, um, and they put his finger over his. And he there's a mustache and Miles Hitler. See, no, he's like, no. <laughs> but Samuel L. Jackson is also getting a suit because yeah. he's been tracking Colin Firth, mm-hmm. and Colin Firth like tells him to go get a hat, which he's tapped. Like they're both like missing very obvious things from the other. Yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson's going to meet the Queen. It sounds like. Oh, and then the pug is named Jack Bauer. I know. Because there's so the next scene. So we have that scene with Samuel L. Jackson. And the next scene, um, Eggsy is called with his pug, who's now all grown up, into I am, Michael Keaton. My no, Michael Douglas. No. No. It's not Michael Keaton. Michael Caine. Michael Caine, yes. Michael Caine, sorry, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, you're right. I couldn't remember. I, was like I wrote Michael Caine, yeah. In Batman, but um yeah, Michael Caine's office. And Michael Caine has been established from the beginning. That even though he's the head of the Kingsman, he's a real classist. Yeah, and he also doesn't really respect Colin Firth's choices. No. So and I wrote down he's evil mm-hmm. at the beginning of the scene. Like he seems sinister. But basically he says, You're gonna shoot your dog. I am so upset at this point. I know, I wrote no. <laughs> Me too. No. No. We're 
<laughs> we're not. And then and then he basically says, because you know, Eggy refuses. Yeah. And he goes, Well, then you're out of the king's men. Goodbye. And Roxy said yes. And you hear a gunshot. Yeah, you hear a gunshot. And it's like Roxy passed her chest. I wrote so she shot her dog. I wrote that too. I said, No, she shot her dog. It's all for her poodle. Terrible. I know. And then he gets into a magic car. Um and the car like is being remote driven. Well, first he goes and he drives to the pub to go like beat up oh, his yeah. um his mom's. Why is that his first up? order of business? I don't know. Maybe because he's mad at like losing this job and that was like the first thing he felt like he control. I guess so. Um, but anyway, Colin Firth drives him back via tablet and gets mad at him for not shooting the dog. Yeah, that was so interesting. He's like, "You should have shot your dog. Here's my dead dog that I stuffed." But the twist. This is a funny twist. I love this twist. Yeah. He's like, yeah, my, and the dog's name is Mr. Pickle. Yeah. He's very cute. And he's like, actually, yeah, I did stuff my dog after he lived a long, healthy life. Recovering from the blank that was in the guns. Right. Basically, like, it was another test and you failed it. And we yeah. are going to make you shoot your puppy. Right. And we learned that the girl who died in the beginning was, was actually dead. alive and well. Yeah. That was strange. Because how did she survive that? I don't know. Or did she, like, was she a, a mole? Like, was she a plant? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Right. That would, that's what I thought. That's but. the only way to do it, I guess, if she had, like, an oxygen something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the dogs are all alive. No one's dog is dead. I go, okay, they didn't kill that first girl or any dog. <laughs> Thank God. So I'm back on board, you know. I was really worried in the dog shooting scene. Yes. But everything's okay. And so then we're at this evangelical hate church. Yep, because Michael, uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Sophia Butella, who is his assistant with oh, knives. Nice, nice feet. Knife feet, lady. Um, they are going to do a test. Yeah. And Colin Firth has tracked them to this hate church. Yeah. Right away, they establish, like, we see this church, Colin Firth is attending, um, and Samuel L. Jackson is, like, in a building right next to it. Mm-hmm. With, like, his finger on a trigger, essentially. Yeah. And we see the church, we see the sermon, and it's, like incredibly racist and anti-semitic and homophobic and all the other things and all like misogynist the things. Yeah. all the things list them off they say it and they say a bunch of slurs too Colin Firth is like okay I'm gonna leave yeah and this woman's like why are you leaving like why are you leaving and he's like um because like I'm pro-abortion and pro all this other stuff and like and he goes on a list of like all the things he disagrees with, yeah. which I love. And he goes, "Inhale, Satan." I love that. And one. have a lovely afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then so she starts screaming, and she's like, "This man!" You know, like she gets all of the people in the church like to stare at him and start screaming at him. Yeah, and at the same time, Samuel L. Jackson has hit go, which means that all of their fun and fancy new SIM cards are emitting this frequency that basically turns them to like it causes them to turn into the zombies from like 28 days later <laughs> yeah it makes everyone violent and it took me a second to realize oh it was affecting him too yeah call first too mm-hmm. because one of the first things he does is shoot that woman who's screaming at him. right which is so out of character it is very out of character then he starts shooting other women and killing and jumping around and but it's not like gentlemanly it's just like brutal yeah and they're all brutally killing each other. They're all stabbing each other with things. And that, then when I realized, like, okay, other people are fighting each other, not just him. Yeah. But it was tough to watch. It was um, kind of a long murder scene. I didn't... Yeah. I think I could have gotten the gist of it. Uh, it could have been a little bit shorter. I mean, they go to great lengths to justify, like, that we're not watching, you know, a regular church shooting. 
we're watching instead like this hate group, like mm-hmm. this like dangerous, you know, rallying racist hate group. Yeah. Um, destroy each other. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel that that terrible, but it's still not great. It's it was long. Great. It was long. And that was also the part where I was like, I don't need these slurs. <laughs> I get it. They're bad people. Yeah. Like, um, and then Colin Firth walks out of the church and there's Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. He probably killed at least 50 people. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. And then everyone else killed each other. But he's the last man standing. Mm-hmm. And he runs right into Samuel L. Jackson. I love this scene. I thought this was the best scene in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Because... They st- they have this little standoff right outside the church. And Samuel Jackson's like, so this is like the part where I'm going to tell you my evil plan. Yeah. And then I'm going to have a very creative way to kill you. And you'll have a very, an equally creative way to get out of it. And you'll survive. And Colin Firth is like, yep. Instead, Samuel Jackson shoots him in the yeah. head. Yeah. He turns to his knife friend and he's like, that sucked. I feel really bad about that. I really I can't believe that. that. Yeah. I like, I'm, I loved that moment. I thought that was amazing. And she's like, well, you, you shot him in the head. That's what happens. And he shoots someone in the head. He's like, well, I just didn't think it would happen like that. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was perfect because it's so unexpected in so many ways. Like you would never, I would never think that you would actually just shoot him in the head or that it would work. Right. I kept on expecting him to pop up again. Like too. he's not really dead. And the regret. I loved that he yes. immediately regretted it in the way of like, I think a great villain, he respects his, his counterpart. He respects his adversary and didn't want to win so easy. You know, mm-hmm. he has in his mind, just like the spy movies that he'll, you know, announce a grand plan. And then, you know, this man will evade his, his every attempt to kill him. But I just love that that wasn't it. And he's just like, Oh, like that sucks. He's yeah. surprised he went down so easily because it wasn't like his old movies. It wasn't what he imagined. It was really nice to see that regret in an action movie because we don't ever see that. No, I loved it. Yeah, we, and it's a shock at the, they yeah. shot someone in the head and they died. Yeah. And his friend was like, the knife girl was just like, oh yeah, that's what happens. And he's like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. And she's like, well, we're, we're, you know, we're doing this whole thing to kill lots of people. And he's like, well, this is different. Right. Other people are doing that for me. They're murdering yeah, each like, other. I'm, the justification there is kind of cool. Well, and right? that's where we get to that too, where I figured at this point, I'm like, okay, this is must must be what his justification is. And it was, but I have a question about it. Okay. So like what we learned later, which is true, but I also guessed that the violent phone thing has to do with solving global warming because it will cull the population. Mm-hmm. So I figured that out. Um, but couldn't he just sterilize people? Mm. Can you just like force sterilize people? It'd be like a cleaner way to do it. Yeah. Cut the population in half. That would be still not great. But... No, but, but less violent. <laughs> yeah. Much less violent. Like why not an easier? It seems like that'd be a lot easier. You could just come out with like a drug and like know that, you know, 50% of the people taking it will be sterile. Or like he could find his magic. If he can find the magic vibration to make people into rage killing zombies, he can find the magic vibration to, oh, to you sterilize. Know, yeah. yeah. Force yeah. sterilize. Yeah. Why not do that? But this is where we also find out. Michael Caine is evil. I'm like, I was right. Yes. I yeah. called it. No good person would ever tell you to shoot your dog. I know. Or like, I thought it was going to be like, because he said he didn't want to shoot and they were like, that's the test you've passed. Oh yeah. Like, and I it know. should have been. Right. They're all about loyalty and stuff. Like, well, but it was, it was a trick. Just yeah. like the other things are a trick. Just like the parachute was a trick. Yeah. Just like the train tracks were a trick. Right. Um, you had to trust blindly. It's a trust trick. Yeah. 
Yeah. But um, Eggsy goes to see Michael Caine because he watches Colin Firth die, basically. And he watches the church massacre, too. Um, and so Michael Caine is like, let's drink to him. Here's some really nice whiskey. Yeah. But um, we were introduced to, like, this nifty gadget in, in the Taylor scene where it's like, you could slip something into somebody's drink and then with like a flick of the pen, it will cause them to die after they've sipped it. Mm -hmm. So Michael Caine has poured out this whiskey for the two of them and, and Eggsy thinks something is up. Oh no, he, that's when he sees the, the He sees chip. the scar. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what are the founders? And he does something, but we don't know what it is. Right. We later learn he's like switched the drinks so that when Michael Caine flicks the pen. Yeah. He, he assumes that he's like, it's, there's some poison in the drink. Yeah. yeah. And he was right. Um, yeah, he basically kills Michael Caine. Yeah. And then cuts out his computer chip. I know. Just a little gross. Yeah. We see the evil bunkers inside this mountain. I thought the mountain kind of looked like an F9 or like an F8 setting. Oh, fast. Yeah, like yeah. a fast setting. We're talking about planes for a second. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no. I love the names of planes. I'm glad that that's what you thought that I knew. But like, <laughs> well, just yeah. like a Top Gun thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I've gotten so into we're Top the Gun. F7, or you have to fly the F8, and it's going to be hard. Yeah, no, I'm re re referencing uh, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson is having a B-Day party, which is the day he's going to release all the, the bad chips and vibrations. And in his bunker, he's got all the rich people who have yeah. chosen to follow him. He even calls them, you're the chosen people. I'm ill. Yeah. Back. And they're like, oh, Eggie's now a Kingsman by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he has to be a Kingsman. Because it's him and Merlin and... Roxy, and they realize they're the only ones left who can stop it. Right. Um, Valentine, who is Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. And so they break into this, like, end-of-world party slash bunker mm -hmm. using Michael Caine's identity. Yep. But I'm like, they're going to identify him immediately because he doesn't have that little scar. Yeah. Well, if... The, if Everyone in there had a scar. Yeah. Everyone. They should have, like, done some, like, cosmetic... They done, yeah, they should have done, like, drawn... They should have seen... You should have seen like Merlin like painting a little line on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Roxy's going to space. Yeah, that was so strange. They're sending her to outer space with balloons. Mm-hmm. Where she has to launch a miss uh, missile at the satellite. It's sort of again to reference Fast and the Furious, like F10, where they go drive to space. to space. Yeah, where it's like, sure, okay, I'm sure this holds up. I love that they drove a car to outer space. Right. Yes. That's so amazing. But yeah, so, so um, Eggie breaks in pretty easily and he sees the German guy and he like knocks him out, takes his computer so he can hack security, whatever. But the snotty rich kid, uh, almost Kingsman guy is there and he's like, oh yeah, my rich family is invited. And um, also fuck you, he's a spy and like yeah. alerts everyone that he's there. Yeah, and outs him and... Um, Eggsy has to like run for his life. Uh, and none of the bullets hit him. Well, his suit is also bulletproof. It is? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things in the in the, the Taylor tour. Oh god. Where Colin Firth is like, Of course it is. Everything yeah, is perfect. Of course. Basically, it's you know, down to the last second, his fingers on the trigger, but oh, the missile worked. Yes. But then this is where he drops Elon Musk's name. He does. <laughs> where he's like, like I'll ask Elon for his satellite. Yeah. So there's a plan B. Mm -hmm. And he readjusts, and um, then it's like, oh, you got to go back in. Yeah, also because um, they basically, 
blow up all the people who had agreed to his evil plan, all the the security, like the the people who had the implants. Yeah. So then they um they basically figure out that they can use the the chip inside of everyone against them. Yep. And hack in and blow everyone up. So we see everyone's head exploding, but it looks like fireworks instead. Yeah. Which I think is just to make it not grotesque. Yeah, I think so too. I found an earlier version they were it was like blood and guts, and they probably were like if you want this to be a PG-13 movie, you're going to make it fireworks. It's yeah. silly. And it was silly. It, it was, was very silly. silly. It felt silly. Um, and then, but then Samuel L. Jackson is like, I've got Elon Musk's satellite. This is still going to go through. And he puts his hand down and we see all the people on their cell phones going against each other. Um, oh, a particularly upsetting oh, moment. Yeah. Um, Eggy gets a call out to his mom and it's basically like, you need to lock yourselves in the apartment and lock the baby in a different room. And throw like throw away the key. Yeah. And we see the mom get triggered by the thing and start like trying to hack away at the baby's door to kill yeah. her baby. That was sad. That, that was, was pretty upsetting. But yeah, everyone's head explodes. And then this is where we get that terrible joke where we'll talk about it. Um where Eggy is like running through the halls and he's killed a bunch of people or their heads have exploded. He sees the princess and he's like, Oh wow, like, would you kiss me if I let you out? Mm-hmm. Like, already, mm-mm. yeah, that, I don't like this. I don't like, like the way that at it's all. starting. It wasn't charming. And then she goes, um, He's like, I have to go save the world. Like, I'm not gonna let you out. I have to go save the world. And she goes, If you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. And then he says, I'll be right back then. Yeah. Ugh. It was so gross. And it was also just felt so out of character for me. It her. just felt completely out of place, too. And it wasn't even, like, how do, how do you describe, like, why it didn't work? Like, it was just so um, literal. Yeah. Like, she couldn't have been like, I'll I'll give you, like, a favor. Like, it still would have been gross. Yeah. But just for a say, we'll do it in the asshole. It was really gross. It's just so strange and, like, technical. Yeah. Like, and... And he's like, and for him to be like so into it was also strange to mm-hmm. me. He's like, yeah. Like, what movie is this? Like, it just feels like totally something else. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, that wasn't his character throughout the entire movie. He was never no. like overtly sexual or like. Or hunting down anal sex. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It just felt like a complete departure. It was really strange. Yeah. Really, really strange. And a huge turnoff for me, like for the whole movie. Yeah. It really. Because it just confused confused character mm-hmm. it really upset me or not that 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 part upset me and then it's the final shot that i was like really unpleased with <laughs> yeah it was i mean they just took with it it's just a horrible joke and it has no place in this movie yeah and they took it too far so then the signal does go off and the world starts fighting each other um but stops and then it starts again it's like on or off on or off and eggy uh fights knife shoes oh yes yeah and they have like a slow-mo fight. It's pretty silly. Very silly. But he has a knife shoe too. Mm-hmm. It's the poison knife. Yeah. And so the mom's going after her toddler with a big knife. Um, and he kills Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then they have a fun moment too where Samuel L. Jackson's like on his last dying breath. He's like, come on, like, don't like, don't waste my time. Like say something fun or don't. Yeah, yeah. And he had like a good line. And it made Samuel Jackson smile as he died. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically he saves the world. Um, Samuel Jackson is dead, so everyone stops fighting each other. So I guess like he can only have it activated when his hand is on the table, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big design flaw. 
Yeah, maybe they wanted it to be just him. I don't know. Well, but why can't it just be like I, I activated it with my fingerprint? Right, as opposed to my entire done. hand. Yeah, or like you can take your hand off of it. For tech billionaire, he really sort of went the wrong way. But... Yeah, there's a lot of flaws. Um, but then, yeah, so he, he comes back for the princess. And I didn't have a problem with this at first. Like when he came back, and I was like, oh, it's very James Bond, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, like I'm here to get the girl. Um, but his camera glasses are still on. Like he should. We need to see the shot where he takes them off and he throws them on the ground. And he's like, I'm going to go in. Then we, then it cuts. And I would have been like, yeah. distasteful, but what I can forgive it. Yeah, same. Um, or I thought what was going to happen is he was going to open the door to let her out and she was going to like smack him with something. Oh, that would have been good. And, like, and run away. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. That would work too. But yeah, Merlin's like watching from the plane. I'm like, oh no, he's going to watch this because he didn't take off his camera glasses. And then the next shot is a woman with her butt in the air. Yeah. Her, like naked butt. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking over her shoulder. Ew. It's just like, that's gross. And, it's like, and it, then it goes to um, to credits. Mm-hmm. And thankfully that it doesn't end there. But no. it goes right to credits. Like, oh, my God, this movie's going to end with an with anal joke? Yeah. Oh, God. But then um, there's a little bit more. Thank God. Thankfully. And I thought the last scene was pretty fun. I, I liked the last scene. I thought it was a great nod back. Yeah. I just wish we hadn't ended with that shot. No. Like, but we didn't need to see that. Yeah. All right. So what did you think of this movie overall? And then we walked through the whole thing. Overall, I really had a good time. Um, Again, I didn't like the last joke at the end. And I didn't love the church scene for the reasons that I've already mentioned. Um, But I thought this movie was smart in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, But was also silly and stupid and fun. You know, it was something where I, I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. How, how about you? I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I think several times the movie raises the stakes in ways that you don't see from a movie like this that does feel targeted towards like teens and slightly older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of like killing off the kid, even though they, they walk it back, but you know, killing off the kid, yeah. um, the shooting the dog stuff, um, especially the scene where, um, Colin Firth dies. I oh, loved. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really important, especially that Samuel Jackson like doesn't get this this sort of James Bond moment that he is sort of hoping for with this man, and instead just kills him, and then regrets how short that death is, and regrets the way it feels. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I thought that was fun um, and different. So yeah, I, I thought several times this movie did things other than I thought it would, and I yeah. had a lot of fun with that. It, there's nothing funnier to me than killing off a student and going, pick your puppy. <laughs> like, I'll never get over that. Yeah. It just delighted me to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really had a fun time with it. I, I, it's a silly, silly movie, but it's a world I'd like to return to. I was going to ask, do you want to continue on with the series? I do. Do you? Yeah, I would. So out of five trash can fires, what would you give this? I think it's a four. I really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. Um, yeah, I was, I was laughing the whole way through and smiling and it was just silly. So yeah, I think four for me. What about you? Yeah. I'm between a three and a half and a four. It was fun. Yeah. And again, I just thought everybody was so charming on screen. Yeah. You know? I just needed some adult in the room to say like, we don't need this fun joke. Yeah. We don't need this joke. We can walk some of these scenes back a little bit. Yeah. I bet you there's an, a version of this movie that's like a much harder R version. I oh, probably yeah. walked it back a lot. Maybe that one joke was like the compromise they made. Yeah. With the FCC about like getting a PG-13. Mm-hmm. So this does have a PG-13, right? I think it does not. Oh, I guess it is an R. Well, it's a soft R. 
I wouldn't want to see the harder R movie of this. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't either. If anything, I think it should lean a little more towards the PG-13. Yeah, I agree. Um, It reminds me a little bit of the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Oh, yeah. Which are like a fun romp. Yeah. Um, And those are definitely PG-13. And I think this could have gone more in that direction. I agree. Yeah, they just, like we discussed already, they just cut out that joke and then like that church scene shorter. Yeah. Would yeah. have been a lot better. But I still had a very fun, silly time. Yeah, I did too. Okay, so I'm actually going to amend my rating. Um, I'm going to drop it down to 3.5. Just because the church scene, there were so many elements of it that really, I, I just really didn't like. Um, and so that kind of altered the move, like the, the latter part of the movie as a whole for me. But still had a really fun time. Next week, we will be watching The Man from Toronto. So if you'd like to watch, please do. If not, we'll still be spoiling it. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us get the word out there. And if you have a movie recommendation, you can send it to ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. If you'd like to see some fun behind-the-scenes pictures and videos and see episode announcements and takeaways, we are on Instagram at ladiesgetaction. Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting. And Rin, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rin Olson. That's R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N. Until next time, get get some some action. action.